this is Addie Bagashaw from BornToDoGreat.com, a place where we aspire to encourage you so you can do what you were born to do. To my first-time listeners, I want to welcome you to our new growing community and to those of you who have been with me and now you're back for another um, episode and I just want to say thank you for being with me. And I am so excited to be with all of you today because I truly believe that what I'm about to share with you is not only critical, but it could be a life-changing. Today's topic is titled, Connecting with Your Sources. The title is taken from my book called Beautiful Identity. It is a spiritual guide to self-discovery. The book is a spiritual guide to self-discovery. You probably say, well, you know, I have found myself, I have found Jesus, and um, do I need a spiritual guide to, to find myself? That's a good question, but the truth is we all need to find our way daily to the truth that we are called to do. So that is why it was necessary for me to write, even though I was a Christian and Bible lover for many, many years, I, I still needed to find my way every single day. So this is the book where we are guided to really find a self-discovery. Why am I here? What am I doing? What am I supposed to do? Those questions, to answer those questions. So let me share a little um, word with you about this book. Beautiful Identity introduces you to more than 30 principles that can align your perspective with God's mission statement for your life. It deals with many lies women believe when it comes to the kingdom of God and, and the authority we have in that. Every lesson is followed by multiples of questions, helping you to go deeper, get revived, and be positioned to thrive in real time. I encourage you to get more than one copy and invite a friend to grow with you. You can order the book from Amazon or Barnes and & Nobles and start reading it alone with this episode. On this platform, though, I won't be reading from the book because there is already so much there, and I'll leave that excitement for you. However, I want to highlight the chapters and maybe touch on some of the lessons and bring you more value to enhance what you are already reading. So as I mentioned on my last episode today, we're going to really scratch the surface about our identity. What is identity? Identity is a fact of being who or what a person or a thing is. Let me repeat this again. Identity is a, the fact of being who or what a person or a thing is. So when someone wants to identify you, what do they ask for? They ask your name and then your birthday. And why? Because it just explains a lot about you. When did you arrive to this planet? And who are you? Where do you live? You know, all those identification, you know, follows up like that. And our society has also taught us a few things about identity. Some good, some bad. For example, if I mention the word identity theft, you're probably thinking about 
your social security number, bank account, driver license, your passport, date of birth, your address, your name. And we do understand the value of these things and we do our best to protect them. And some of us even pay others to, to get more protection. However, today I'm not talking about the identity our culture teaches about, teaches us. I am talking about your valuable qualities you hold in your being, those invisible qualities, but still tangible when it comes to doing. Your original being, the true you that can impact who you can be on this planet, the real you. the voice that is in your, in your being. So we're going to be really dig, digging deep. In fact, we're going to look at these things before you were born, before you were formed, the real you. Who were you before you were born? Did we exist before we were born? See, knowing ourselves in depth and and, and connecting to our source is the first step to our true potential. Mind you, I said true potential because there's a lot of potential out there. But the true potential that you are created for, we're talking about that. Today, if I can, it is my intention to provoke your thought about your, your true identity. See, when... We say we are born to do great. We are also saying we were a purpose to be great before we were born. Therefore, we are born to do great. One of the popular verse about destiny is Jeremiah 1.5. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart, appointed you as my Fill the gap to the nation. Jeremiah was called to be a prophet. Whom are you appointed? What is your appointment to the nation? That is something that you're going to be finding, that, and that's where we're going. So in the last four years, I have been traveling overseas, and uh, my world really has gotten so big right now. Over the last four years, I did many trips, and during those trips, I, you know, I started meeting all, a lot of women from all over the world, and I realized a common way of thinking. The ambition you know, to be better and advance our life seems to be in all of us. However, what caught my attention was the frustration we face is the same. All pointing to questions like, who am I? I'm stuck. How can I make a difference? Who can help me? This question were the cry of my heart as well. So the more I dig into this provoking thoughts, provoking questions, the more I understand who I am and why I am here on this planet. Thoughts and words are powerful because they create our reality. When, you, when you're taught about your origin, your source, your God, <laughs> gets clear, your invisible future becomes visible, clear, believable, 
and doable. Hebrew 11.27 says, It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, where he was stuck, right? Not fearing the king's anger, not fearing his circumstance, and he kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. You know, I found this to be very interesting because how can you keep an eye on a one who is invisible? That's a good question. Well, you and me can keep an eye on the invisible with our thoughts and imagination. That is our spiritual eye. This verse says once Moses starts to see the invisible, he becomes unstoppable. So today's question is, in order for you to see the invisible, what God has for you, maybe you're going to have to pay attention to your thoughts and imagination because those are the channel, the spiritual eyes that is going to bring revelation to where you need to be going and what you need to be doing. I have also confirmed this to be true in my life. The more I understood the original thought about me, the more I become bored and fearless in my life. Unfortunately, insecurities and fear fought me for hard, really hard for many, many years. And I didn't have the courage to fail or be, be successful. I wasn't bold enough to be vulnerable, go public, publish a book, speak, and my voice, this was very far from my heart, from my mind. My true voice was hidden under lies, wrong beliefs. And I was many. I was, a, a, I was one of the many. Women all over the world are trying to find their rightful place. They have lost their voice in their homes, in their marriage, uh, in, in their workplace, in the government. And... And they're trying to find it. Some are really working hard to find their rightful place in, the, in social media, corporate America. And they're looking outside of themselves when the true treasure is inside of them. Who are you? Who can define you? How can you obtain the meaningful work life you were born to do? Are you experiencing significance and fulfillment in your life? See, to discover what you were born to do, we have to understand and identify where we came from. I know we all said, you know, you know we know God, we came from God, but truly, 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 where is the voice? You're going to have to read my books. You, you will definitely see where I'm going with this, who you are, what you possess. And that is why we need to begin our journey from the spiritual aspect of us, from our thoughts, from our imagination, from the word of God. That is our anchor. That is our base. That is our foundation. In other words, spirituality is more than what you practice at certain times and with certain people and a certain day uh, as like what we experience at church on Sunday. It's more than that. 
our spiritual life feeds to who we really are and determine determine our practical life determine our destiny determine our legacy so let us read again Jeremiah 1:5 I believe we can learn a few things about us it reads I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb before you were born I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nation you can learn a few things about the spiritual identity you possess before you showed up on your birthday you can learn a few things let me repeat this again you can learn a few things about the spiritual identity you possess before you showed up on your birthday just by reading the scripture first of all you existed before you were formed in your mother's womb which means you are you are spirit god is a spirit we are created in his image and the real you is a spirit remember in genesis where he took the dust and he formed and he breathed them otherwise our bodies are dust it goes right back into the dust who we are is the spirit so you are a spirit and that's why we were able to worship god because we can only worship god with our spirit with who we are second you are known by god that means you're not an afterthought you are definitely designed and make for purpose turges you are set apart and purpose so there is a purpose for your life it's more than raising your kids it's more than being a wife it's more than having a job and job and paying your bills it's more than that it's an assignment from the lord for you were appointed to be and do something great that can serve a nation see do you see how your identity is spiritual and then it gets very practical to the point where you can do something and reach a nation see your spiritual identity are your valuable position that you can bank on and operate from them these truths are valuable these truths are treasure these truths what god says about us is huge and the good thing is nobody can get to them identity theft cannot get into my being and take this thing away <laughs> that's that's awesome huh so today you know you may not know that what you were born to do but you can start today your journey by accepting these four facts about you who you are let your thought grow from this seed in your mind starting today you know this also means that it's going to take works you're going to have to be intentional about this this is not something that you just hear hear it once and then it stays with you and then it will bear fruit no 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 it doesn't work like that you know a seed that is on a cement and a seed in a good fertile ground don't grow the same 
you're going to have to nurture it. You're going to have to work on it. Renewing your mind means reprogramming your thought. So spiritual identity can be practical only, only if you take time to process this thought by meditation and repetition. Then it will be translated into your mind in a way that you would be able to articulate it in your own voice. I mean, you can actually feel it. It will be part of you. The word become flesh. And before you know it, you'll find yourself operating from it. And this is the process, how you incorporate the spiritual identity with your mind, then your body start acting on it. And definitely you will become a strong, relevant woman in your world. Well, the first chapter of my book deals with connecting with God. That means connecting with who you are, where you came from. And there is so much in it. It it says who is defining you, who are you. It talks about the kingdom of God. It, It talks about our trust level with the kingdom of God. In fact, I want to be touching on those two lessons on our next episode. And I want you to really look out for um, upcoming episode, which is going to be, by the way, uh, the next episode will be coming out Tuesday, January 7th, right after the holidays. And I'm sure you will be busy with your you know, family and celebrating King Jesus, the reason for the, re- uh, the season. And um, I just want you to have a great time with that. And by the way, beautiful identity can be part of your Christmas gift to your loved ones. Give it to a friend. Invite them to read with you. Grow with them. And those of you um, who, who has one for yourself, you can buy for your friend. If you haven't got this book, go ahead and you can order it from Amazon or Barnes & Nobles. And um, I am so looking forward to walk with you into 2020s with a strong 2020 vision and really having this amazing identity, beautiful identity that God has given us. And let's go and do what we were born to do. I love you guys and I wish you the best uh, Christmas you ever have. Uh, enjoy the presence of God and um, don't forget that you are born to the great. Bye-bye. Hello, this is Addie Begashaw from borntodogreat.com, a place where we aspire to encourage you so you can do what you are born to do. I'm excited to be with you today. Thank you for stopping by and if you are my first time listeners, welcome to our growing community. Well, our topic for today is titled as Connecting with Your Source, Part 2. It's taken from my book called Beautiful Identity. As I said before on this platform, we're not reading from the book, but I'm bringing you more value to expand your understanding on each chapter. So go ahead, get your copy from Amazon or Barnes & Noble, and you can just join me here on this podcast. Well... 
Guess what? Today is January 7th, 2020. A decade went by and happy new year to all of you. It is that time of a year where most people set a new year resolution traditionally. According to the American Psychological Association, 93% of the people set a new year resolution. And the most common resolution are related to losing weight, eating healthier, exercising regularly, and saving money. However, the study shows that 45% of people fail to keep their resolution by February. That is after three weeks. And only 19% keep them for two years. Why is that? Another study done by a small business association 30% of a new business fell during the first two years and 66 during the first 10 years and only 25 makes it to 15 years or more. This number don't lie and they can be very, very discouraging, especially looking at the small business study. Starting a new business is more intense than a traditional New Year wishes. Some of us who try to build business know this to be true. Starting a business may require money you have, sometimes money you don't have. It takes long hours work, additional skill, learning new rules and perspective. And it's sad, small business starter, they exhaust all this information, do what they could do, and at some point they still fail. I understand every business is not the same and not everyone is informed with what it takes to build a business. But still, why is it only a small percentage of people makes it and the majority fails apart? What is the missing part? What is the missing link? And with all these findings, can I still come to you and claim that you were born to do great. Well, my journey to dead ends roads were many as well. So I believe that's why I'm doing what I'm doing today. I don't know how you plan to be successful or what success means to you, but I believe our true intelligence and potential for success are hidden in the things we were born to do. I also believe success can be generational. That means we don't have to be uh, the statistics of these numbers that I just gave you. In other words, the more we align to what we were born to do, the more governing power we experience. And that brings success. And that's why I come to you with confidence to really go after what you were born to do. On our last episode, we looked at who we are and learn about our identity before birth, in fact. Today, I talk about the most misunderstood topic, the kingdom of God. This morning, I read an article online from Forbes magazine, and it's titled, Do You Have the DNA for Success?, I believe we all have a DNA for success. In fact, we were born with it. What we're missing is the menu, the maker's mind, and how to be successful and what we ought to be successful. 
In my opinion, the question should be, how did the government of God plan for us to be successful? If there's a plan, can we access it? I truly believe we can access it by understanding the concept of the big picture, God's government as a government, not as a religion. In other words, we need to understand and stay connected to this, to our source, to the kingdom of God, where we came from. I have become a student of the kingdom of God and since 2011, and I haven't graduated from it. In fact, the more I understand it, the more I realize how little I know. So with that being said, let's scratch the surface of this majestic topic that can do wonders in our governing power here in our world. If you and I believe God's government is the source of all other governments, then it is the only source for our success. It's the most intensified. I mean, I, I truly believe that every intellect come from that. Everything was started from there. So when you go to a source in the natural, we go to the beginning place, a place where the thing is created or put together for the first time, such as a manufacturer create a product for a purpose. When you go to the source, you find more information of the thing or a person. By understanding understanding the concept of the kingdom of God, we can be successful in what we ought to do. Uh, let me put this in perspective for you. When, um, when I was homeschooling my children, my younger child, Matania, did not like the curriculum for math. Her grades were going down, and I noticed her attitude toward her homework homework was changing rapidly. When I asked her what is going on, I remember her answer. She said, mommy, math is not interesting anymore. I don't even know why I am learning all these formulas. And I truly understood her. I felt her frustration. And I just knew that at that point, I needed to find an alternative. Thank goodness I found a concept-based curriculum. The curriculum covers everything that was in the first curriculum. However, on the concept-based curriculum, each formula were introduced to the students in a way that they would use it in the real world. So every formula she worked helped her to understand the concept and gave her a glimpse of the real world, the big picture. And that changed everything for my daughter. Her passion for math and physics ex excelled and it inspired her actually to be a software engineer and still excelling in that field. So when my daughter saw the relationship between her math problem and how that will help her to be successful in the real world, she was drawn to learn the rules and the formula and solve a problem. Just as that concept-based knowledge helped my daughter to see herself in the big picture, 
transformed her thinking and changed the direction of her life. Learning the kingdom of God is like learning from a concept-based curriculum by the Holy Spirit. In fact, in chapter 4, in Beautiful Identity, we will go deeper into that. Another way of looking um, the kingdom of God is we know that when we understand the concept of a word or a phrase, we can put it in a word. Uh, we can put that word in the right content, right? Express our thought better, and then we get you know understood by other people better, and that builds a relationship. Otherwise, what happens is if we don't have the right concept of the idea or that word, we would be using it in the wrong contents, like we do with the kingdom of God. <laughs> and then we'll probably be, uh, be misunderstood. And as we all know, misunderstanding you know, always brings disappointment and it hurts our relationship. This is, this is huge. So when we don't understand the real thing, then we have this, our own idea of the kingdom of God. The more you and I understand the true concept of the kingdom of God, the more we will be interested to learn the principles and the rules to solve our problem. Otherwise, the problem we are facing don't make sense. They can discourage us, cause us to give up or settle for less. So the more we understand this success principle, the more we will be empowered to lead ourselves and others doing what we love to do. Seeing the big picture and working on your problem can fill you with faith well, and will help you to welcome challenges solve your problem, govern your thought, your emotion, and your action. And that's why Jesus came to introduce the kingdom of God. He came to teach this relevant idea that will make us relevant to our world. I talked, um, I mean, he talked about what the kingdom of God is like here on earth so we can govern and manage our life and change our world, like it is in heaven, right? Bringing the good things from heaven. The kingdom of God is the big rock of our potential, and it offers us the opportunity to be relevant to our world. Unfortunately, the word kingdom of God is probably the most misunderstood word by church and unchurched people. And that's why it is so hard to tap into our true intelligence, govern our work life, become successful in what we were created to do. To me, learning the kingdom of God is like learning my authentic voice, culture, and experience the best version of myself doing what I am created to do. Do you feel like you have missed God? Or do you feel lost when it comes to doing great things? What do you do to win this to win in this life? Do you do what everyone is doing or do you do 
what the king say do, seeking the kingdom of God. See, understanding, misunder, actually misunderstanding of the kingdom of God is causing a massive frustration and disappointment on all humanity. The kingdom of God is near you or it's in you. It is not a lot of talk. It is a living, governing power. I love that. I love that. Are you leading your life from inside out? How intentional are you about learning the true, the true meaning of God's government power? How desperate are you to manage your life and your world? Are you leading your life in the right direction? I encourage you to make this a priority. Invest your time and money to learn and connect with your source. No one can do it for you and you owe it to yourself. Here is the king's word from the kingdom. Matthew 6, 33. But first, most importantly, seek aim at, go after it. Go after the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things shall be given to you. All things. I mean, this is not a lie. It's a truth. We just misunderstood the concept. This is a truth. I have tasted enough to tell you that the more you understand the concept of the kingdom of God, the more you will be you will have that governing power in your world. Transformation is personal and practical. So in 2020, I encourage you not to waste your time in luck or, or, or going after anything. Go after his kingdom privately and intentionally. As I said earlier, in the, last, in the last chapter of my book, in Beautiful Identity, I go deeper with this topic. Um, we talk about the culture of the kingdom. And I hope you will take this journey as we move through these five chapters. If you don't have a copy of my book, Beautiful Identity, get your copy. Get it from Amazon or Barnes & Nobles. And um, on the next episode... I am so looking forward to that. I will be bringing you more values on the second chapter. And the title is, You Are Born to Lead. And I hope I would um, be with you. I hope you would be with me on the on our, on our next episode. And again, Happy New Year to all of you. Wishing you a 2020 vision on what you were born to do. I love you guys. Bye-bye for now.